0: During this time of the monsoons, that is when it starts raining, there are two kinds of people. One who say, you everything's so yuck, so slushy, slow, muddy, and, uh, you know, I don't want to be anywhere near this. And then there is another kind who says, wow, and gets so artsy and poetic and uh, dramatic about it, the coffee and the books and the photography. In fact, last week, a friend of mine who shot this slow-mo video of rain, and it looked like pearls falling from the sky. Hey everyone, my name is Pratyusha Parkala and welcome to my podcast Prana Cafe. Prana literally means life and through this podcast we're using a lot of hope and optimism to discuss this huge topic of environment and sustainability and figure out if there is something you and I as individuals can do and help make this whole situation better? Are we talking about positive actions? That's what we're trying to figure out through this podcast. And I hope each week, every single episode where we're coming back with new ideas, new suggestions, new thoughts, there is something for you to take away. You know, at the beginning, when I said there are two kinds of people, one who enjoy the rains and one who might not enjoy the rain so much, I'm talking about people who are maybe at a slight advantage, maybe have a certain level of privilege, maybe you and I are not directly impacted or affected by the rains itself, but it's very obvious all of us know it that a large section of our indian population millions of people are directly affected and impacted by the rainfall in fact nowhere in the world is an economy so dependent on seasonal rainfall as india is in fact no other part affects more people than the indian monsoons imagine even if there is a slight change in the rainfall and a slight change in the cropping pattern the economy just takes such a hard hit. The whole Indian subcontinent of Pakistan, Bangladesh, all these are very, very affected by monsoons and 75% of the annual rainfall happens during these months, say, uh, June, July, August, September. This is where you get most of your rainfall and water from. And where is this used? Um, The drinking water, bathing water, Water for your crops and food preparation, hydroelectric power, and just many, many other necessary uses of water. And this crazy level of dependence, I mean, who depends on the rain so much now? People are looking at the sky and saying, okay, maybe there might be rain. You don't know when it's going to rain. You don't know how much is it going to rain. Is it going to be less rainfall or excessive rainfall? And there is just so much uncertainty and uh, this could be literally very chaotic and lethal, right? You don't know what the repercussions of each and every rainfall, every season is going to look like. And it could only worsen with climate change. We talk about the most basic level, like a village or a farmer they are being faced by real threat of climate change because India is still a rain-fed irrigation and we do not have the modern equipment or technology that the West has, right? So this is directly affecting your cropping patterns. And for the problems that we already have, this is literally creating new humanitarian issues for these vulnerable populations. In fact, when I'm talking about how unpredictable the monsoon is in the Indian subcontinent, it's just not something to do with what's happening in the sky, the clouds, the wind. It starts with land. In the last few decades, the amount of forest cover that has been destroyed, okay, destroyed to the ground in just our part of the world and what is this uh, forest land being used for? It is either used for like expanding our cities and towns or on the other hand, it is a change in the agricultural pattern. Now imagine a tree being cut and a little rice field is being sowed. It doesn't really, you know, help the moisture retain a lot of that rain. It doesn't really soak in that rain. So the land becomes hotter. And as a result of that, the surrounding temperature is hotter. And as a result of that, there is climate change. And as a result of that, there is this skewed rainfall that I've been talking about. In fact, according to a lot of recent studies that are being conducted, the Asian monsoons, the Indian rainfall is linked to the entire planet's climate. It even has global consequences. So it's not just about what is happening in one part of India. It's not about just what's happening in the Indian subcontinent or Asia. It is about what kind of effect we are having on the world as a whole. so now we have a fair idea of why monsoon is important and certainly know that it impacts the global weather pattern but what's the present situation in india like and uh, the first thing that i can think of is how nature works in such magical ways it's glorious to see how everything so interconnected which it could be used for our advantage but if we neglect it it is also going to affect us badly say for example Remember, in early June uh, 2020, that's just last month, there was concerns about this cyclone called Nisarga hitting Mumbai. It was such a scare, there were such high red alerts everywhere, all these uh, actors and politicians telling that you need to be strong, you need to be careful, you need to stock up all your supplies. So, as Mumbai geared up to face the worst of the situations, Thankfully, nothing major happened, nothing bad happened, but the excess rain in central India right now, like uh, say Madhya Pradesh or Uttar Pradesh, is a direct result of what happened during the cyclone. Because in very simple terms, this cyclone effect, it pushed the rain clouds further into India, The southwest monsoons, which is less in South India, like Tamil Nadu, Kerala, all these states, they've been receiving less rainfall. And uh, places like Madhya Pradesh or Goa or Maharashtra, they are having such excess rainfall than what it usually receives every year during this period. So while some places struggle in drought, other places at the same time have to reel under floods. And just like any struggle in life, be it health or natural calamity, the poorest and the marginalized are always the foremost to feel the effect of it and suffer the most. And we're not talking about just one incident, one year, one rainfall. But according to the first climate change assessment report, which is published by the Union Ministry of Earth Sciences, this is a sign of the warming world, the summer monsoon rainfall. It has decreased in our countries definitely since the year 1950. So every year, if they've been measuring the rainfall since 1950, there is a significant decrease in the amount of rainfall that we are receiving every year. Uh, okay, the rainfall and the unpredictability of it is very obvious. Then I'll tell you another thing. The locust attack that we had in 2020, a couple of months ago, and some places are still struggling with it. We said, oh, 2020 is such a bad year. It is because of 2020 that the locust attack happened. Then let me tell you, it's going to become even more regular. Actually, it's not the locust fault because they are looking for desert areas, dry areas. But in case there is a rain, and untimely crop, even they will get excited and start breeding and growing and becoming a more permanent problem. So it is not because it was 2020 that the locusts suddenly decided to come and attack, but it is because of the rainfall pattern change that even the locusts didn't know how to react to it sort of a situation. And of course, let me not even get into the problems of urban India, which has its own set of issues with rain. Basic stuff like flooding roads and uh, not just traffic, but traffic standstill. No cabs, surge pricing, stuck. This year is pandemic and you're at home, so you really don't have to deal with it firsthand. But our short-lived memory helps us forget how painful it actually is. And then all these street vendors, it's such a story state where every time it starts raining and they're running for some shelter, some cover, right? And no place to go. But all this flooding happens because of the mindless constructions too. Because we build roads and we build our buildings and there is no channel for the rainwater to seep in and soak into the ground. And during rains, there's one thing that's a constant, the NDRF, the National Disaster Response Force, is always on high alert because there's some building collapse somewhere, there is a bridge collapsing somewhere else, there are people stuck in floods. And this just doesn't happen once, it happens year after year, right? Basically, it does definitely get chaotic and risky for so many people. And while there are definitely much bigger things here, like government and policy level change, Personally, what are the actions that we can take to make a precious thing called rain worth it? Because water is definitely a finite resource. We take pride in calling ourselves a blue planet, but uh, the blue, the amount of water that we can consume is getting smaller every year. Water is not one of those resources that you can take for granted because uh, year after year, India is seeing like a water crisis because there's groundwater depletion and contamination of rivers, mismanagement of drinking water and this monsoon at least. Instead of letting the rainwater just clogging in potholes and flooding on the roads and drainage systems, let's think of some way where we can channelize and uh, make some better use of such precious and such finite resource, right? So here we are where I'm talking about some water conservation techniques, maybe not directly rainwater, because I know most of us live in those matchboxes and lifeless apartments and building blocks. But still, even in that kind of a situation, Is there something that we can do to conserve the rainwater? The first thing is plants, plants, plants. They soak water, they are a therapy, they make everything beautiful. And yes, even in apartments, you can raise your own little baby plant garden. So try and get some plants wherever you are in whatever situation you are in. Okay. the second thing is I actually shied away from saying this because most people know it, but it's okay to use it as a reminder. Turn off the water tap while you're brushing, while you're shaving, and of course, all the endless hand washing that's happening right now. Just please remember to turn off the tap every single time. The next thing is don't use toilets as dustbins. Lots of people have this habit of using it as an ashtray or to dump face tissues because you know what happens when there is waste uh, in the toilet, it actually takes more water to clear it away. So you need to use the flush a lot more times. And in fact, when I'm talking about the flush, um, I recently learned this hack, okay, where you open the flush tank and put in some pebbles in it or put in two full water bottles in it because then the tank itself, it stores like water and when you press the flush it drains less water it's a very interesting idea actually i'd suggest you to look it up and uh, since we are anyways talking about the bathrooms i also would like to remind you that uh, showers are not so cool not so fancy let's go back to the basics use a bucket uh, to have your bath because it conserves a significantly less amount of water then of course there is the gray water management and what is gray water it's the water that uh, you Using from your uh, sinks or laundry machine where it's not exactly dirty but uh, it could be reused to say wash outside your house or wash your cars. So, grey water management is a very important thing. And the water that you use to wash your rice or vegetables or fruits, anything that's edible. My mum also does this, okay. She collects it in a bucket and she uses it to water the plants. It's like nutrition 101 for the plants. The next thing is car wash without a pipe, without a hose because um, just using a little bucket of soap water it does the work and it conserves like lots and lots and lots of water and then um, adding organic matter to your plants like vegetable peels and etc the kitchen scrap that you have the wet waste it increases the water retention imagine if the top of the the flower pots is dry then you'll have to put in more water but if there is a little layer of the vegetable and the kitchen wet waste that you have it uh, acts as this covering and it stores a little more moisture a little more water and the last thing i would like to tell you is why don't you talk to your community your apartment management your resident welfare association whatever and whoever is in charge of the place what stops you from having this slightly larger conversation at least initiating and nudging people to think about things like rainwater conservation or having enough plantation around the house around the society because while at one point of time Monsoons, the rainfall, was known as the one that shaped millions of lives. People used to be so grateful for the rainfall because every time it started raining, people would flourish. But right now, the behavior of monsoon, it responds to human intervention. If we take some action, if we do something about it, it is going to help us, otherwise we're going to be in a lot of trouble. So let's try and use all the information that we have positively to create a positive climate action. Well, this week's quote is a prophecy which turned into a reality way too soon. In 1995, World Bank Vice President Ismail Serajeldin made a much-quoted prediction For the new millennium, if the wars of the century were fought over oil, the wars of the next century will be fought over water. Well, that's all I have for you on this week's episode. I hope there were some takeaways, some learnings. But uh, before we go, I have one reminder. Remember, we were talking about plastic-free July in the last episode. We're still in July, not even halfway there. So I'd like to nudge you, remind you once again that you know, have you looked at uh, what your daily actions are? Have you done the plastic calculator and figured out what your plastic footprint is? Have you figured out ways in which Maybe some of the things that you have, you can substitute with uh, a more sustainable options which are devoid of plastic. So do figure that out. And if you have some interesting ideas or some simple things that you're doing in your daily life, I'd really, really, really love for you to post it on social media and tag me so that I can reshare. This is not for any personal benefit, but this is only to show the larger audience that changes possible there are some of us that are already doing such wonderful things but that message needs to go out do find me on social media i'm on facebook instagram twitter as prathyusha cfa18 that is p r a t h y u s h a c f a18 and uh, this podcast prana cafe is available on various platforms spotify anchor fm google podcast apple podcast do spread the word around with having such important discussions And any suggestions and feedback you have, please feel free to reach out to me because if you keep telling me what's working, what is not, it'll help me definitely work harder and make the podcast better. Thank you so much. Lots of love to you. Have a plastic-free July. And I'm going to see you super soon. And of course, stay home, stay safe. It's very important.